In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today we just read the Gospel of the Blind Man. And we can talk and talk and talk about the blind man and being able to see. And what that means in our Christian life. But today I want to talk about it from a different perspective. Because it's not enough that we just are able to see. It's not a one-time thing. Like in this story, we see the blind man was born blind. And then God miraculously healed him. Not just healed him, created for him new eyes. Something that's never been done before. And gave him the ability to see. But sometimes for us, that might not be the most relatable. Because if you turn that metaphor to our spiritual lives, it's we were lost or we were blind, but now we see. Today we want to talk about a different aspect of this. The fact that we're here today at church means we have some sight. We see. But even as we see, we have like blind spots. Like think about someone who's driving, right? You're driving your car, and we are taught to always look and be aware of our blind spots. Because there's parts that, due to, the, due to our vision, we can't see. So we have to look back, and we have to... Now some cars will beep if you even think about moving to the other lane to protect you. And so we as Christians, even though we do see, we're, we're, we know who Christ is, we are living Christian lives, we have blind spots or parts in our, in our life that we're not able to see Christ in, that we're not able to see clearly in. So I'm going to be speaking about very shortly about four different blind spots that we as Christians may experience. The first thing is lack of humility. They're all lacks. Different things that we need to work on. Lack of humility. Why humility? Because without humility, there is no way for improvement. Without humility, we are filled with ourselves so we cannot be filled with Christ. Meaning, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what I need to I know, I know, I know. We elevate ourselves, which means we put God down. One of the greatest, our understanding of the crucifixion, what Christ did, is St. Paul says, he emptied himself. He emptied himself. This word, emptied, it's actually studied. It, it means kenosis. It means like you completely emptied himself. Why did he empty himself? To teach us to empty ourselves so we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, the reason why when we stand to pray, we stand with our hands like this. Why do we stand with our hands like this? It's because we go in with our empty hands so that we can be filled with God. So that we're not holding things. And this idea is really important for us. 
that we have to always acknowledge, regardless of how long we've been Christian, or how, how, how much you know, or how much you've read, or your rank in deaconship, or your service uh, role, or whatever, regardless of what you do or how long you've been doing it, we have to empty ourselves and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Humility is so important that, it, that God has made it very clear to us how he feels about it, right? That he will lift up the humble, right? That he will give grace to the humble, as, as it says in St. James, in the epistle of St. James. He also adds another aspect. He says in, in, in Psalm 50, uh, the prophet and king Daniel, uh, David says, a broken and humbled heart, God shall not despise. A broken and humbled heart, God shall not despise. Which means, which means, a non-broken and a non-humble heart, God will despise. So we, even as Christians, we're living in this world, we're, we're doing this, we have to always have the sense of humility. Humility is one of the most important virtues we can work on. And it's one of those virtues that will never stop, will never reach a point where we say, oh, I made it. I'm really humble now. I'm super humble. Halas, like I, I'm the most humble. It won't make any sense. We have to continue emptying ourselves. And, and when, as we empty ourselves, it's kind of like emptying a cup that's continuously being filled. Okay? The next thing, a blind spot that we have is lack of love. We lack love. Now, it's easy to love things that we like. To love people that love us back. Even our Lord teaches us this. Like, what benefit is it? Or how, how much of an accomplishment is it to really love your best friend? or to really love someone you're close to. It's not really that impressive. It's easy to love them. We're close to them. There's, there's, there's already a strong bond. It's easy. But that's not where the blind spot is. The blind spot is in the part where it's very difficult. The people that we struggle with, or the people that we notice things that are wrong, Oh, that person's doing something wrong. No, no, no. I'm going to mind my own business. I don't care for them. This and that. Instead of going out of our way to love them. Mother Teresa says something really beautiful. She says, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. Because it's easy to judge. It's easy. We're, 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 we're experts. We're, we're very good at it. We just we can point at everybody and, and give a list of the flaws that we see in that person. It's very easy. But it's much harder to love people despite their struggle, despite who they are or what they've done. 
To love them because God loves them. To love them because they are made in the image of God. Regardless of who they are. Regardless of what they've shown. And this is a blind spot. Because some people say, oh, you know, I'm working on my spiritual life, this and that. But then you put somebody in front of them and they, Abuna, like, I can't. There's no way. Get me out of, just let me, I can't. You don't have to like them, but you have to love them. You have to be willing to serve them. Be willing to care for them. Do you have to hang out with them? No. Different personalities, different interests, different, that's okay. We're not called to be friends with everyone. God said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say, go spend time with your neighbor, hang out with your neighbor, invite him over for dinner every day. No. But you need to love them. And that's important. The next thing, so we, so far we talked about lack of humility, lack of love. The next is lack of the participation of the sacraments. Lack of the participation of the sacraments. Many of us, we are in our Christian lanes driving and we're comfortable. No need for the liturgy. It's an inconvenience, Abuna. Like, we have two days off. It's hard. Like, Sundays, the restaurants have the best brunches on Sundays. Like, can we just please just enjoy, let me sleep in. Before I start my week, let me just relax. There is no Christian without Christ. We need to participate in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We need to, not, not as a, only as a desire, as a responsibility, we need to always be united to the Eucharist. We always, always, always need to partake of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. The importance of that is beyond any other importance. If we, if we, if, if you go to Abuna and you say, what is the one thing? I can only do one thing. What do I need to do? Participate in the sacraments. Take communion. Repentance. Confession. Everything else is very important and these are the virtues. This is how we learn how to love. This is what, when we learn humility. But the problem is we tend to say, we tend to like put communion to the side. It needs to be to the point where we're hungry for the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Hungry, like starving. That we're upset when we can't make it because we're working or because we're whatever, we're traveling, whatever the case may be. And that's why the church provides so many liturgies to give different people an opportunity to attend. But it's a blind spot because we don't see, we don't see its importance. We're on our path and everything else is going well. I'm praying, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm helping people, I'm serving, I'm serving. I'm serving Abuna. I do this, 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 this. It's not about service. Service is only possible through the Eucharist. When we take communion, 
the, when we empty ourselves and fill ourselves with Christ, then that's true service. And that's true holiness and godliness. Also with the sacraments is confession. And I mention this a lot. Because many times we think of confession as a requirement when we're younger. Like I already know, I, I know what's right, what's wrong. That's not what confession is. Confession is not what's right and what's wrong. After we repent, after we repent, when we realize every single day we're called to repent, to, to, to go over our day, to analyze our day, to examine our life, and then to go back and talk, talk to Christ and say, I look at you, Christ, and I am different because of X, Y, and Z. I look at you, Christ, and I'm different. There's things that I need to work on. There's things that I need to tweak. Forgive me, Christ, for X. But then confession is the absolution. It's going to your father of confession for guidance to empty out, out, empty out our sins, to completely be cleansed. This, I think, is one of the, the scariest of the blind spots. Those who live in this Christian pathway, who are in, going in their Christian lives and don't see the significance of confession. Or they think confession is for my kids. Some people think of confession as a disciplinary thing for the kids. I have parents that come to me all the time that will say, Abuna, my son needs to confess. My first thought, sometimes I say it, sometimes I don't, is, okay, what about you? Do you confess? Not, 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 this is not a judgment thing. It's not to say, that, it's just a matter of, it's not a matter of just my kids need to confess. We all need to confess. We all need to confess. And so the idea is that our kids learn from what we do. If we say, like I, I, I know some families that come together to schedule confession. They'll plan it. They have different fathers of confession sometimes. Sometimes it's the same. And they'll come together as a family. So the kids see their family, their parents, confessing. We don't graduate from confession. We don't graduate from the sacrament. We don't graduate from taking communion. They're all necessary in our spiritual life. Lastly, is the lack of spiritual reading. The lack of spiritual reading. We look at, in our Christian life, we say, ah, it's enough, Abuna. Like, I, now I'm going to church. I serve, I do this. Are we praying the Egbeya? Are we reading and praying the Bible? Are we reading and praying the patristic writings? Are we reading and praying the commentaries? Are we studying the scripture? Are we filling ourselves up with the spiritual books? Again, if we feel like we're emptying ourselves, that's when we start saying, okay, fill me up. Fill me up with spiritual. We're in a season now, as we start Jonah's fast tomorrow, and in two weeks, Lent, where we need to elevate our spiritual life. The church gives us the fasting and the praying, 
as a, a way to empty ourselves, but also to be filled with the spiritual reading, to push ourselves, to challenge ourselves. We get comfortable, we don't like to be challenged. But if we really want to take the next part in our spiritual life, challenge ourselves in our reading, to read more. There is so many things to read now. But sometimes we feel like, I read this already. But the Bible is not an academic book. The Bible is a life-giving book. The Word of God is not, doesn't get stale. It's a type of book that gives us life every time we open it. So it's important to read our Bibles. But also we have spiritual books all around. We have fathers of the church, both ancient and modern, that will speak about things that can really make a difference in our life. And it's important for us to, to read it and to apply these things to our life. So I pray in this next period of time, we focus on our lack of humility, lack of love, lack of the participation of the sacraments, and lack of the spiritual reading as we focus on making sure we can see our blind spots, that we lower our blindness, that we can see Christ clearly. And glory be to God forever. Amen.